Living in Mexico is super cheap. The future of Gillette is super bleak. And anti-vaxxers are super freaking yeah. out. Tonight on the Unframe of Mind Show. You're listening to the Unframe of Mind Show. The place to have the most mind-stretching, unprotected intellectual intercourse of your life. Your host, Daniel Wagner, battles the forces of evil by lobbing fiery balls of truth, reason, and evidence over safe room walls. And welcome back to another episode of the Unframe of Mind show, where we have uncomfortable conversations without a condom. I'm your host, Daniel Wagner. And co-host, Anthony Trawick. And tonight, we want to talk to you about why things are so damn cheap in Mexico. We we have measles going crazy in New York City. Uh-oh. Yeah. And uh, we want to talk about the Venus Razor ad. I'm your Venus. I'm not, I'm not even going to attempt to try to sing that whole And of course, if, you, if you're not familiar with our favorite segment of the show, stay tuned for the Phobismus section Phobismus. at the end. This is going to be a good one. I did I did my research on this one. You're going to enjoy, right. enjoy this cool. for sure. So at any rate, um, before we get started in the main topics, uh, you wanted to talk a little bit about where you're trying to hold your hand. <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever floats your boat you, and tickles you, your pickle. You wanted it. <laughs> You've got nice, nice large hands. Pickle be a tickled. The tickle be pickle. Shiver me timbers and all that. Anyway, um, so you you mentioned uh, maybe letting the audience know what we're actually working on as far as major projects coming up. Yeah, just to kind of keep everybody in the in the loop as far as why we've been so damn busy here lately. Yeah, we, um, we have been. <laughs> hey, what's up, Gabe Fat, from Fat Samurai Productions? Called us losers I already. Think, you know, I think he has got this this crazy thing about your beard, man. He loves my beard. It's almost like I can picture the two of y'all naked in a bed, and he's just, like, running his fingers through your hair <laughs> or your like, beard hair. Like, we don't ever actually do anything. He just he just yeah. wants, to, wants, hey, to, he just wants to caress wants it. Wants to pet it while I purr. Yeah, pick out the, the food droppings and... <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah um I'm, i actually told you before the show i'm, I'm kind of starting to get a little burnt out because we've got so many things going on yeah and i just need a little time to sit down and play some games so just just to give the, the folks an idea what's out there what have we got coming up as far as major skits videos projects what do you know of because i'm kind of forgetting some of them i'm sure well we got the the google guy that's uh, that we're fixing to do uh, this weekend. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're still looking for two people to uh, to fill in that porn scene for us that I mentioned on Facebook. Uh huh. Yeah, just a little porn wink, scene. you know, just a little porny <laughs> porn. So, um, and then of course we've shot an intro video that we're going to be putting together. Um, and then what else do we have? Yeah, as far as a, a new channel trailer to yeah. let people know who are who are new to our channel, what our channel's about. Yeah, we're still trying. You know, we, we we have so many things we want it to be about, so we're just trying to like work. We're in the process of fine tuning that and figuring out exactly yeah. what our core mission is, what direction we're going to be headed for. I mean, the political stuff is always fun to talk about, but I mean, if you think about it, there's so much more to life. Than yeah, just our show's just way more than that. It's, it's right. Just, so, yeah. and, and and of course, as you know, the last few years have gone on, the main focus has been, um, you know, politics. But at the same time, too, is I think, you know, when people think about the show, that's what they kind of, you know, associate it with. Mm -hmm. So if we can get away from that stigma and kind of go in a different direction. So when we mentioned uncomfortable conversations, it's more than just politics. It's relationships um yeah it's, it could it's, be you know things that you struggle with in the workplace talking or about family confronting or, your parents with that thing that's always been bothering you that you've been too afraid to or, or approaching that girl that you've never you know bothered walking up to or you know trying to go out for that new job that you're wanting to get but you just don't know how to 
church people that kind of, you know, real uncomfortable, they're actual uncomfortable conversations. Right, right. Because so, I, I think we even have a, we have a um, big show that's going to be coming up um, with, I guess, some friend of yours that has another podcast discussing matters when it comes to race. Right. So if, that's going to be get a, all the details worked out. We're going to have yeah, a big show. About that's that. going to be yeah. a, a big show that everybody is definitely want to going to tune in for. So. But yeah, that's kind of where we're at and what we're doing. And yeah, you forgot about the uh, the cow interview. Oh yeah, the cow interview. Yep, that's another thing we're working on. I didn't think you wanted to drop the the exclusive. No, no, I, I don't. Yet. That's it. That's that's all I'm saying. That's we're we're inter- we had to we had to interview a cow yeah. for a very very important uh, topic. Interviewed a cow. Um, we're having uh, Google data collectors over to our house to help us out with one video. Yep. And probably a number of other projects i've also got a uh, another video i'm working on that i've been working on is about my first official prayer as a, a new christian what what my first prayer would be and i, I yeah. let you read that piece already you said it was pretty on point so i'm kind of hoping i can get you know it's always fun to get it from a from an atheist standpoint you know because you can't almost kind of feel like that you've done your research but yet you still have this this stance of where you're at when it comes to the Bible, God, and things of that nature. So it's, you know, when I was reading it, I was thinking, you know, and to me, I don't really get offended by shit. Mm-hmm. I really don't. But when, when I was reading that, I was just like, okay, you know, he's he's coming at this from a different perspective. Yeah. And, and not just with that that mindset of an atheist, but just not, trying to not better the, understand. Yeah, not the militant atheist. I'm not trying to attack anybody. I'm just saying, hey, this is, anyway, that, that piece will be coming out soon. Yeah. So there's just a lot of stuff that's going on. Hey, Ma, how you doing? Do, do you know this Tim Lewis guy? Yes, I do. Hey, what's up, guy? What's up, Tim? What's up, dude? Hi, Tim. Yeah. Pam, Fat Samurai, and everybody else who's joined us tonight. Oh, yeah. Hey, stay stay tuned. Hang out. We got some good stuff coming up. So oh, yeah. We, we'd be glad to have some interaction from you guys, too. So, I mean, hell, you know, give us a hard time. That's what, we, that's what we're here for. And if we say something stupid, let us know. We'll probably... That's pretty much the entire we'll, show. We'll probably deny it, but, <laughs> you know... All, All right, things so, considered. <laughs> so so the first major thing that I wanted to talk about was uh, why why are things so cheap in Mexico? El Mexico. Yeah. Uh, and, and the reason the reason I'm bringing this topic up, it's it was a conversation that I got into with a guy at my, my work. And there's there's a gentleman that just quit working there. He's been working his ass off, doing a bunch of overtime, saving up all his money. And he's actually had a house built and he's moving to Tex- uh, Mexico you know, within the next two weeks. Pretty much Texas. <laughs> yeah, basically. So he'll be moving there and he'll, he'll be living pretty damn good because, right. you know, when you, you can you can make a bunch of money in the U.S., go live in Mexico and live like a king for a while, you know, if, if you're smart with your money. So somebody was asking me, you know, why, why the hell is it so cheap in Mexico? Why is it we can take our money from here and go down there and just, it's just so much cheaper. Like, it doesn't make, right. any, doesn't make any sense. And the first thought that came to my mind was, well, think of it this way. Why in the hell is the United States so fucking expensive? That's the question that needs to be asked. Right. And I it just because it, a lot of stuff we talk about as far as the economy and that and that is just the, all of all of the regulations that are on people on, on different services products, uh, just every, everything that's it's added by the U.S. government as far as all the different social pro- welfare programs that we have to support, all the taxation, all the sales tax, property tax, inheritance tax. Income tax, uh, tax for being taxed. You know, it's just <laughs> tax for being born. <laughs> like, yeah, basically, well, yeah, that's a write-off. <laughs> so, so you, you know, I start thinking about that, and I, and I was just wondering, you know, why, you know, it, it's no wonder it's so expensive here. I mean, people have to make more money to even live here. Yeah. So, and and when we're making money, like the amount of money I'm making, 
you know, 50 years ago, I'd be, I'd be living a pretty, like an upper middle class style life. Right. But, you know, I, right now we're kind of just bare, you know, we're, we're doing okay. We're not, you're not struggling, we're not, struggling. We're not, not starving. The, yeah. You know, the, but the good life either. In, in like a manufacturing type position that, that used to be a job that, you know, you could work with one income and raise a family on it, send your kids to college and still have plenty of money left over for weekend cookouts and not be going, Ooh, I don't know if I can buy that extra rack of ribs, you know, cause you know, it was, it was actually enough to live on. You could actually right. afford the car that you were working to, you know, working for. It, it, it was just very different, and the and the price of our money has, has 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 deflated or decreased so much due to artificial inflation. You know, money printing, uh, the Federal Reserve controlling interest rates, and quantitative easing through the different little little things that government keeps giving out this free money and stuff, trying to trying to pump up the economy artificially. Right. And and when I when I'm sitting there thinking about it, it's it's no wonder. Mexico is so cheap by comparison. Our prices could probably be similarly priced, or our co- costs of living could be very similar if we didn't have all that burdensome regulation bearing down on us. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm just like, okay, Trump's saying the economy is doing so good, and it's like, well, I think the economy might be doing good, but it's not doing good because of government intervention. It's doing good despite government intervention, mm-hmm. and the fact that he's cutting out all the regulations and you know and all that stuff that's not really reported in the news much that has has done a a number to help us improve but it's not nearly enough well it's one of the situations where it, it's just going to take time yeah you know when you cut back <laughs> regulations like, yeah. and and i mean everything is so scattered out when it comes to cost you, you can't really get you know a stranglehold on it you know you just can't so it's just one of those things where you know over time you'll see the fruits of your labor, you know, no pun intended, but, um, but right now it's just trying to get everything under control. So until that time comes, then you'll start to see everything kind of play out years later. It's one of the reasons why I think a lot of uh, people fall back and, and, uh, want to give the responsibilities to like Obama, Bush or Clinton, you know, some 15, 20 years ago. And, and, you know, and now we're starting to to reap the benefits of it. So I think that's, what's going to happen with Trump, you know, once he leaves office and he's put all these, you know, he's, he's taken out everything that he has for regulations for companies. It, it, you're going to start seeing that five, ten years from now. Hopefully, oh, well, if it stays put. Yeah, well, Republicans will forever, you know, credit Trump for saving the economy. And, and Democrats will forever, you know, credit the, the new Democrat that's in office for, you know, now coming in and fixing what Trump ruined. It's the same. Well, same, and that's same one of the, game well, over and over it, it's just one of those situations to where I can tell people, you know, some of the things that Obama did do throughout his presidency mm-hmm. will carry over into the next term or the next president that's in office. Yeah. It's just it, it, it's one of those ripple effects that does take time and people need to understand. But well, it doesn't su- span the it, it uh, doesn't span the life of, uh, of uh, the new president that comes in, you know, you know such as the unemployment years. rate um, that was already steadily declining while Obama's office and continued right. to do so under Trump. And now Trump's right. claiming as Anyway, uh, so uh, Gabe, he, he says, oh, wait, I'm confused. Is Daniel still atheist? Yes, yes, Gabe, I'm still very much an atheist. <laughs> I was just trying to run a hypothetical that this this piece will, it was just a piece about if I were to become a Christian, what would be my first prayer? But it, but it was well written coming from somebody who is an atheist. Yeah. I guess I should better explain yeah, myself. It will, it once, yeah, so. yeah, it'll come out soon. I, I just, I just, I, I want to keep working on it, making sure I got everything. I, I like, I take pride in my writing, so I want right. to make sure it's all, anyway. So what's what's Lewis here say? Because of cheap labor and loose regulations, very little restrictions on things like uh, pollution and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So oh, he's talking about um, 
the reason why Mexican prices might be lower, I'd assume, because of all the lack of restri- lack of regulations. That's why a lot of companies move down there, and, and the overtly corrupt government. You know that that definitely helps. So people start to not really look to government as a solution for problems anymore when they clearly can see their government is corrupt. <laughs> it's like, we just we're just like yeah, well, it we, doesn't we got help this. matters. We know this. Yeah, we we got this. We'll do it on our own. Don't worry about us. Right. <laughs> we can handle this just fine. Yeah. No, 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 no problems, man. He said, he said, Roger that. Sorry, not trying to cause issues. No issues at all. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, whatsoever. I'm, I'm, that's exactly what the uh, comment sections are for. If you yeah. guys are confused about something we're talking about, or if we missed a point, arguably that would have been a very important point to clarify. But, um, yeah, if we missed a point, let us know. We'll, you know, and, sure and I think it's just something to point out real quick because mm-hmm. we can see the chats being pulled from all social media networks. If you're on Facebook, you don't see the comments that are being posted oh, yeah, from yeah, YouTube. Yeah. So I just want to explain to the audience that you know the software that we have it feeds it funnels all the chats into one yep. domain for us. We're, we're so streaming we can read everything. We're, we're streaming live to eight different platforms. And right. All those comments. So come if you're not one. seeing that person in your Facebook chat feed, it's because we're reading something from another you know right. social media platform. Right. So I, I went I went to Quora and I just asked the question. I asked to see if somebody else had answered this question. So, and, and I like this answer here as far as the question was, uh, why are things cheaper in Mexico and affordable than in the USA? And this lady here, a uh, proud Mexican, M. Teresa de Jesus Lopez. Jesus. A vegan, a neuropath, a dog lover and a Catholic. Wow. Wait, I feel like there's an oxymoron in there somewhere. I'm just not sure where it's at. <laughs> Anyway, it's so, there, I promise. So she says, if you come with dollars, yes, maybe. Professionals in Mexico typically do not earn the same as people in the U.S., but the cost of living is also uh, much lower. For example, when I lived in Mexico City, I was the teacher coordinator for a school and taught part-time also. I earned 25,000 pesos a month, a month, a month, which is about $1,200 U.S., yet it was enough for me to pay for my apartment, eat out often, have a maid, high-speed internet, cable TV, take taxis, travel within Mexico a few times a year, and internationally once a year. And then she goes she goes on to break down the, the cost comparisons between what she pays for those services in Mexico versus what she pays for them in the United States, which, like we were saying before, is the overwhelming cost of all the extra regulation and taxes and fees and Check crap. out where it says internet and phone, 400 pesos. Yeah, it's 20 equivalent bucks. to $20. 20 bucks. Cable TV is 400 pesos, $20. Yeah, you know how much I pay for my internet? A, a little over, and, and phone, it, sorry, in, just just it, just internet over $100. Uh, cell wow. phone, I don't know if that's, phone is included, like a cell phone, but my, my cell phone is also about 115 bucks. I'm paying 200 215 bucks roughly for internet and cell phone service for two people. Holy shit. And you're talking 40 bucks total for, let's see, All cable, that. TV, yep. internet, and phone. Yep. $40. Yep, $40. Wow. And, yeah. and now I can understand why more people want to move down there. You know, It, it makes a lot of sense when you start reading it and you, you, you start to, to understand the, the price differences and what the U.S. dollar is compared to the peso. This is a big ass couple. Yeah, water, she I says. Uh, she says because labor costs are lower, for that affect the prices of things. Some things that used to cost more, cost about the same or less now. So yeah, I mean, pr- prices of things do tend to drop. Uh, I have a cell phone plan, for example, that allows me unlimited calls and text messages within Mexico and the U.S. One thousand megabit megabytes for the internet and one hundred fifty, uh, fifteen hundred for WhatsApp and Facebook. Yeah. 
ten dollars. Ten dollars. Ten dollars. That's that's her that's her wow. her phone plan. That's insane. Holy shit, that's insane. Yeah, no kidding. So if you're if you're American, uh, another person uh, responded said, if you're American, it's cheap. If you're Mexican, sorry. I guess I could be showing you guys this. My my apologies. There we go. I you're forgot not on your game tonight, man. Yeah, I What's forgot. Up? I forgot to click the button. I'm sorry. So anyway, uh, it says that if you're American, it's cheap. If you're Mexican, uh, not so. A U.S. dollar is one dollar to twenty to twenty Mexican pesos. This is uh, this this was answered back in June 30th, of 2017. I think that has uh, that gap's widened even more now. Last time I checked. So that should be enough explanation. If it isn't obvious, I'll try to better explain. Well, considering one dollar equals twenty pesos doesn't really explain anything. I certainly hope he does. Yeah, he says an American makes. Oh, geez, do you have to type like you talk? An American makes eight dollars per hour. No, that's not true. Anyway, that's what a Mexican will make a day. What an American makes in an hour, a Mexican will earn in a full eight hours workday. Well, actually, in two days. Minimum wage is around eight hundred eighty dollars pesos per day. Okay, he's not doing a very good job explaining. No, that is terrible. You're getting downvoted, buddy. <laughs> you know what? Before I forget, I need to upvote this other lady's because that was that was on point. She did a really good job explaining what she was talking about. It made it did make a lot more sense. See, because that, that's that's what that's what um, the person I was talking to seemed kind of confused about that the fact that you know if I, I could just take all this money and go down to Mexico and live like a king. What's up with that? And he was con- confused about how money actually works, the exchange rates and that kind of thing. You know, you still pay taxes even though once you leave the U.S. Yeah, that's that's another thing. You have to denounce your citizenship, which usually costs anywhere between five to ten thousand dollars. Yeah, that's to, a lot. It's I mean, if you don't <laughs> if you don't think you're a slave to the state and you're yeah, live, you your are tax livestock. <laughs> try leaving. It's going to cost you. Imagine a, being a, a pretty penny. Pretty peso. A, <laughs> imagine being a nice, friendly little sheep trying to leave the farm. And that's crazy to think that that they have that much. Um, control over us as individuals that you have to pay anywhere between five to ten thousand dollars to denounce your citizenship as a u.s citizen in order to become a citizen you know in another country yeah that is insane yeah i mean it's like you know the, the whole shackle and, and and ball and chain thing you know it's just that's why i'm an anarchist crazy. i mean imagine i mean uh, try to not be a citizen of any country it's illegal you're not allowed you cannot be i think i might i think i might become man. an atheist I'm leaning that way. Anarchist? Or yeah. <laughs> I was Oops, like wrong one. I was like, that is some big news. And y'all got the exclusive <laughs> right here on Unframe of Mind. The man has converted before our eyes. He was fucking Christian ten seconds ago. We've been hanging out too fucking much, a, man. Oh well, we're, I need to back off my mic. I'm sorry. If I blew y'all is here to I am so sorry. I forgot to back the hell up off my mic. I'm like in my mic. You got really excited about that. (laughs) No, I got excited about getting to announce it here live on Unframe of Mind. Christian man turns atheist. No, anarchist. Anarchist. No, and I think it's. I think it's a. It's an interesting transition once people start to really realize what the state is and how it operates. And the only way it can operate is through force. It it is the monopoly on violence. Well, I think once you realize how much control the government has over you as an individual. Yeah. You really start not to like it. Well, the more I studied it, the more I felt like I actually was literally in a cage. I'm like, okay, this is not cool, man. The I'm, government I'm, has you by the balls. I'm I mean, like, like really tight, and, it, and for, it's not a good feeling. For a country that's so, quote-unquote, free. You're not. And when you start to realize <laughs> how free you really are, try leaving. 
Yeah. Try leaving, especially if you have student loan debt. Ooh, yeah. Because not only do you have to pay off your student loan debt, you also got to pay a shit ton of, you got to pay whatever taxes, you got to, yeah. you know, any money you take with you, you have to pay taxes on. Yep. All your property. Yep. All that's, you know, um, all, that's not including the actual fee itself for denouncing your citizenship. Like, what the hell, that's man? That's insane. I mean, that, that is crazy to think about. And it's something I think most average individuals never even consider because you don't plan on moving out of the U.S. But just to think about if you ever played around with the idea, especially if we're talking about if you ever moved to, you know, to Mexico, you know, you have to denounce your citizenship as a U.S. citizen. Holy shit. And you have to do that and you have to pay a, quite a hefty fee so in I order just, to do it. I just brought this up here. So the U.S. has the world's... Uh, this is on Forbes.com. U.S. has the uh, world's highest fee to, to renounce citizenship. Oh, my gosh. What's the cost? If Okay. If you can keep a dual citizenship, that can be fine, but it isn't always possible under the law. View a helpful inf infographic displaying countries in the world and their positions on dual citizenship. Click here. That's not what I'm interested in. The U.S. was criticized for hiking its fee to renounce by 422% from $450 to $2,350. The U.S. Department said raising the fee from 450 to 2350 for renunciation of U.S. citizenship was about demand and paperwork. That's not how this works. <laughs> Due to popular demand, we had to increase the prices to leave. It's because, all because you know, Trump got elected. <laughs> because so many people want to leave, we have to increase the cost because we can't afford to lose that many it's taxpayers. Like they're they're going to just fuck you over on the way out the door, too. Uh, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps, but American expatriations grew rather than declined. And the $2,300 fee is more than 20 times the average level on other high-income countries. More than 20 times average. Okay, there's the chart we need to see right there. Whoa. But I think what Where'd people you don't understand is is that you're just talking about the $2,300 just for the paperwork. You're not talking Jesus. about the, the, the cost that it's going to take to pay taxes on everything before you leave. Most expensive <laughs> countries to leave, the USA at $2,350, Jamaica at uh, $1,010. $1, they, they blocked that one a little bit. Egypt at $800, Sierra Leone at six, six, $663, and Poland at 404 Okay, wow. so you can go all the way down. Like Malaysia costs four bucks. Four dollars. Chile, Ireland, <laughs> Japan, South Africa, Sweden. They're like, yeah, you're actually free. You can go. Wow. <laughs> like you're more free in Chile, Ireland, Japan, South Africa, and Sweden. That's amazing. Holy crap. That's insane. And the prices just keep. Oh my god, we are way, we're like, that's I did uh. I'm 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 speechless. That's that's ridiculous. It I is. knew I knew it was high, but I had no idea it was the highest. And that's what I'm explaining to people is that <laughs> this is just for <laughs> this is just for leaving the country, just for the paperwork. We're not talking about other stuff that you have to finish, you know, paying off and taxes and I mean, it does. It adds up a lot. All right, so uh, Tim here, he says, uh, the title of this video talked about anti, uh, I think he meant vaccination. Could you clarify, are you saying that's a good thing or a bad thing? Well, and we're going to get to that yep, here. Yep, that's, few, I so. believe, the next topic on the agenda for the night. Yes. So, check this out. Um, in, the, in an article in the New York Times, uh, New York declares measles emergency, blasts misinformation fueling outbreak. Uh, so, so for the listening audience on the podcast, by the way, if you don't know we um, and, and you don't have time to sit around and watch the show, I do 
um, have a podcast version of the show that comes out a few days afterwards by the time I can go and edit it. And We're now on iHeartRadio. Clean it out. Yeah, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, iTunes, all that, yeah. anywhere you get your... And uh, Radio Public is the best one for us, yep. it, to li- for you to listen to it uh, because we can actually get paid for your listens. So if that's a way... If, if, you, if you can't support the show, if you want to support the show, that's one that's way... That's one way to do it, yeah. If you can support Absolutely. the show and, and it gives us a few cents every time you listen to an episode. So... Uh, then uh, let's see. Uh, a measles outbreak in Brooklyn, primarily among Orthodox Jewish children, prompted New York City on Tuesday to declare a public health emergency, requiring unvaccinated people in the affected areas to get the vaccine or face fines. Hmm. Sorry, sorry. So the city's. <laughs> I was getting a little dry there. So <laughs> come here, big boy. And then I crunch, crunch ice all up in y'all's ear. What you doing, lady? I am so sorry. I, I'll get you wet again. Sorry, not sorry. So anyway, uh, the city, the city's largest outbreak since 1991 of the once virtually eradicated disease has mainly been confined to the Orthodox Jewish community in the boroughs, Williamsburg neighborhood, with 285 cases confirmed since October. Mayor Bill De Blasio said at a news conference. That's up sharply from only two reported cases in all of 2017. He says this is at the epicenter of a measles outbreak that is very, very troubling and must be dealt with immediately, de Blasio said. He was joined by city health officials who decried what they call misinformation spread by opponents of vaccines. So this is a topic that I've been trying to figure out how to get into the show at some point because this anti-vaxxer movement is... I find it interesting. I find it interesting. Do you know what the anti-vaxxers movement is at all? Nope. Okay, so basically it's people Educated. that are like, you know, you know how people are required to get their vaccines mm-hmm. when they're kids and, you know, that kind of thing. And yeah. it's, a, it's supposed to be like a public health thing and it's supposed to prevent things like the measles, mumps, uh, smallpox, chickenpox, you know, all, all that shit. Well, there's a number of people that are claiming that these vaccinations are linked to stuff like... Uh, Down syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do we uh, autism <laughs> autism thank you mm-hmm. I, I can never remember that word anyway it's, it's linked to like different terrible side effects yeah. uh, and um from what i understand there was a report that did come out that said yeah you know vaccines cause autism which was quickly denounced and taken down and they've even been they've even made fun of it in a if google was a real person video where somebody comes in looking for information on the on the uh, the, the vaccinations the anti-vaccinations and the google guys like he puts a book stack thing for for regular vaccination information he's like no no the anti-vax stuff and he's like he pulls out the one file that has the <laughs> so, so basically Basically, there's a whole collection of people that are convinced that vaccinations are some kind of a government way of doing some shit to us, trying to make us sicker, make us dumber, make us, you know, whatever the case is. And there's a huge movement that's out there. Well, they're showing the lifespan for people now is we're actually living a lot longer than we used to. So you're talking like pre-vaccinations versus. No, now. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. So, yeah. uh, Well, I, I don't have an opinion on it. I mean, I'm sorry. I just, I'm not a scientist. I haven't studied so, it. I don't. Right. I don't know. That, that, I mean, just to be clear, that is my. But this is where we depend on, it, on is, you folks, because if there's people that are knowledge, that have the knowledge or done the research, they can educate us on what's going on. Well, here, here's, like I said, just just up front, I just want to say I don't know. I don't have an official like vaccinations are bad or vaccinations good. I don't know. Right. As an anarchist, my view is that vaccinations provided by government is bad. 
because we we know just from observation that anything done in the private market is always done way more efficiently, way more cheap, just better generally and overall. Things done in the private market tend to be less corrupted right? in general. I'm just, I'm trying to cover my bases here because I know what people say. Well, there's this company that's, that's you know, not. Anyway, here, here's, here's, here's what I was what trying. People, let, me, let me ask you this. Let me, mm-hmm. let me cut you off real quick. What did people do 40, 50 years ago back when I think you maybe got one or two shots, vaccination shots? People were fine. Do you think well, this is generated through government? I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist here, but it just seems like as the years have gone on, so has the increase of of vaccination shots that are required. Yeah, diff- yeah, different vaccination shots, different diseases that are suddenly popping up that maybe they were just not identified before that they were that I don't know. Right. I I, I honestly don't know. Um. Here's 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 my concern though is if these. The reason I think I understand where the anti-vaxxers are coming from is because we already know for a fact that there are conspiracies out there that do end up proving to be true. That we we can see things that our government has done in documented paperwork that has been negative toward the people. Like, they've done shit to us. They, they have done things to us in the past. So, here... So, for these people to be looking at these vaccinations and then seeing who they're provided by why they're being forced on us, I can kind of understand where they're coming from. Now, I don't know if the science behind it, if they're correct or not. I don't know. But mm. I do understand, at least, where they're coming from. Right. I can understand where both sides are coming from in this case. And I would also be very skeptical, and understandably so, especially the more that the internet comes out and you and, and people can connect more, spread information more, and you start to see more truth about what your governments do to you. It's like, yeah, I can kind of understand why you'd be a little skeptical about vaccinations, well, and, whether they're good or not. Right, and, and kind of get away from vaccinations, but this kind of ties into it, though, is I've always been a big believer, and I hate to say this, but I think that the government knows that there are many, many ways to cure cancer, but choose not to release those treatments because you're talking about a billion-dollar industry for cancer. Think about that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's something we've talked about a lot too. It's yeah, just you know, the incentives just, are all yeah. out of whack. Like, there's no incentive. Like with anti with vaccinations, I mean, think about it. So what's not if, to say if, that if, we if keep the, throwing if, more vaccinations on you, and right. it's just going to cost? I, I'm and, just I mean, sitting here thinking about the incentives, though. If I am creating vaccinations to give to the American public through the government-ran healthcare system. My incentive is to keep producing that. I like we're making a lot of money off that. More taxpayers, more products that are being manufactured, more jobs are being created by people that are creating the vaccinations. Right. Um, there, there's there's a, a number of incentives that are completely the opposite direction of what they should be. Mm-hmm. When we should be focused on prevention, they're focused on cure. I, 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 now I get vaccinations is is an odd place though because they they are designed to prevent these other diseases and arguably they do i mean we've seen the eradication of smallpox for example right like obviously something's working but the question is it's almost like you're having to weed out which ones are manufactured and which ones yeah, are actually yeah necessary and there's no get. way of telling because it's like this little black box once you start looking into it you but, can't find anything you don't really know and that's why people are like prone to believe that vaccinations are like if not inefficient Maybe even downright evil. Like they're just, you know, this is this is this is some shit that we just we just don't want a part of it now. And I and I understand it. I get it. 
<laughs> I don't blame them at all. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I just find that it's interesting as the years go on, it, it seems like the list of vaccinations have increased. And then I kind of wonder, well, why? You know, why Why are we going from four or five vaccination shots to, I, I, don't, I don't know what the number is now, but let's just throw one out there. Yeah, seven I, have, or eight. I, have, I have no idea. You know, and yeah, maybe look that up and see what's required now and how many vaccination shots are required. But uh, this will be interesting to kind of tell us where we're at. Mm-hmm. The CDC, that's a good place. Yeah, CDC, state vaccination requirement. Let's see what we got here. Just in our preliminary oh i just i just need a number man i just need a number and we've got immunizations state immunization laws resources that's not what i'm looking for no. requirements state and local vaccine Price list and vaccine, no yeah i'd go out of that and try to see if you yeah, can't not really else. sure anyway yeah if anybody has that number right off hand if there's a, a an estimate list of vaccines maybe Oh, Jesus. Damn. Oh, boy, that's a lot. <laughs> Holy crap. Wait, list of clinical info about the vaccine. Adenovirus, anthrax, cholera. Oh, this ain't all that. These these aren't all the hepatitis shots. Hepatitis A, hepatitis get, B. But. These are these are shots that you get for different different things. This the measles, <sighs> mumps, hay fever, yellow fever, varicella. And to think that when you're born, you're born into this world without any of this you know, any of this shit in your system. Yeah, yeah. So after you know? have, uh, like, okay, I almost, I almost said something stupid. Good, I say it. Well, no, I, I, it was a spoiler alert. I didn't, want, I didn't want to give a spoiler alert for something. Okay. But you know, one one argument for vaccinations is okay. Hashtag tuberculosis. Hashtag smallpox. Like we don't have to deal with those anymore. Um, here's here's what I think happened. Here's what I think happened is back in the day when a lot of these vaccinations first occurred. It's just completely conjecture here. I don't, I don't know, but I'm just saying. It seems like back in the day when healthcare was more of a private market entity, you had your vaccinations like smallpox virus, you know. So eradicated. you think where they actually focus on important, you know, no, no, diseases no, no. that need to be ratified? No, no. What I'm saying is, is back in the day, what is ratified? Uh, what I'm saying is back in the day before government had such a big heavy hand in the healthcare industry. Mm-hmm. They were actually focused on creating vaccinations for actual problems that that's were big was, deals. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. And then it's it's the same thing you saw when government started taking over the public education system, where at first you had pretty damn good teachers, and then after like a generation or two, they're telling you how to teach. They they get they get kind of used to that government way of life. The you know the the the, the incentives are again all wrong. The customer that they're serving is no longer the person they probably should be serving ideally right um and so you kind of have this shift where now we're just kind of maybe we're just creating vaccinations for all sorts of shit maybe we're causing i don't know but maybe some of the newer ones actually are causing autism i don't know (laughs) i i I can't i can't say that enough i don't know i haven't done my research you would have to think that that many vaccinations or however many that a child has to get that there there has to be some kind of side effect yeah, and one there always is. There always is. There ha- it has especially, to affect Especially when it's government or, controlled. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would and regulated and mandated and 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 like and like in that article that we were we were talking about, they're being forced to, you know, what it was saying. Oh, yeah, where, where the hell was it at? Right there, vaccination yeah. or face fines. Yeah, get vaccinated why? or face fines. Like we're like, like why? Oh, I want. It goes back uh, to the choices. Uh, You're only given out. two choices. Check this out. I did some math on this. Um. They said 285 cases confirmed since October. 
Do you know what the population size of New York City is? Mm-mm. 285 cases since October. Population size of New York City is approximately 9 million people. If you do the math on that, that is uh, 0.00317% of the population of New York City has that's caught like the measles. That much. I would argue that's pretty much statistically insignificant. Yeah. And it's all pretty much located it within one community. They've, they've pretty much figured out where it's located at. So what the hell's the problem? Why, why suddenly, the, you know, if, if, I'm a, if I'm an anti-vaxxer and I'm sitting here seeing this and I'm going, wow, that's a really small percentage of the New York population. And they're calling that an epidemic outbreak. And now they're telling people, take this vaccination or get fined. Because this is what the like, media that's does. That's just going to continue to put in my head, oh, these guys... Well, no, because this is something we've discussed on the show before. You put the magnifying glass on a certain situation and you blow it up. It looks like to it's, suit your it's, needs. Right. To suit your needs, they're they're wanting people to have these vaccinations for some reason. Right. That, I mean that that tells me that they want people in New York City to take the vaccination, and they're trying to force them to do it. They're trying to scare them into it, and if they're not scared into it because of a measles outbreak, then they're going to be fined into doing so. I wouldn't pay a fine. You're not. You're not obligated to take uh, a vaccination. That that's government control. You, if you don't want something injected into your body, you have that right to deny it. And I'm not going to pay a fucking fine. Screw you, dude. Yeah, I'm not doing now, it. Now, now picture this: if this was a, a free market solution, right? If this was taken care of in the private market, then yeah, we we would have much more. I think we would have a, a setup where these vaccinations were a lot better controlled people could actually see you know you'd actually have some you could have oversight on it where this the incentives are pointed in the right direction you could have companies set up that say okay well you know we're this we're this business here and we're not accepting new customers or new employees or new students or whatever if you haven't had your vaccination shots that have been verified through this reputable reputable uh dealer or whatever have you maybe they can come up with some kind of a, a social pressure to do mm-hmm. that there's there's a lot to be said about ostracism from the community if you don't get your vaccinations i could totally understand that hey guess what our little town here we've all got vaccinated against the measles we've all got vaccinated against smallpox if you're wanting to move into our town and you haven't been vaccinated against these things we we kind of don't want you here and that should be okay you know what i'm saying yeah but uh, again you shouldn't and be that, forced right to- and you wouldn't be forced you would have the option yeah. of I mean, you could still kind of try to live there, but it would be kind of hell because everybody would ostracize you and wouldn't want you there anyway. So right. you're know, like, what? Go live somewhere else where a bunch of people that aren't, you know, aren't getting vaccinated are living and they're cool with it. It's like that. It leaves people open to be more free to choose where they live and, and, and vote with their feet rather than being forced into doing something they don't want to I do. I just think that pisses me off more than anything else. Being told that you don't, you only have two options here. And the fact that you have to either get the, get the vaccination or pay a fine. I have a real issue with that, man. Yeah. That that to me is is somebody taking control over my own life and telling me what to do. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, the same people that tell you you're not allowed to put heroin into your body. You're not allowed to put marijuana in your body, you know, for most states still. Right. You're not allowed to do this and you're not allowed to but you have to do this. You have to take those vaccinations or face a fine. Like that's that, that that raises that perks my ears up a little bit when yeah, I hear that, I especially anybody, especially you know, off such an insignificant you. proportion of the population. Two hundred eighty-five right. people. Yeah, the rates might be up from previous year, mm-hmm. but when you look at the overall population, that is an incredibly small portion of the population. I want I want yeah. I, I don't want to forget your comments, Tim. Tim said he's uh, chosen not to vaccinate a child. 
And it's not out of the question for the government to use so-called vaccinations as a way to do large-scale tests. Some people look at things our government has done, like the Tuskegee experiment. I don't know what that is. I may have to look into that. He also says Big Pharma doesn't make money. If they cure you, they're not looking for a cure. They're looking for a patience. My camera's right in the way of that comment. So they can My swing apologies. along for years and years. Yeah, yeah. And and the last comment here, the testicle, he may be insignificant. What? The testicle, he may be insignificant, but what if it happens to your child, then it's very significant. Um, You're going to have to run that by me in English because I'm not, I think I know what you're saying, but I'm not sure. I think that might be a typo. Yeah. I'm not sure if he meant testicle. The article? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I got nothing, man. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Tim, I, I mean, if if you've chosen not to, I mean, I, I feel like, but he has that right to it, do that. I feel like it should be your right to do that. It it's, is. It, it should also be other people's rights to not interact with your kid if you don't get it vac- get him vaccinated, though. I mean, it should be well, their, their yeah. right to do so as well. So, I mean, that's I mean, that's, put that's, the kid in that's a the bubble other, and yeah, and that's the other side of the go play. You know, right. Alrighty, so let's let's wrap up with our. No. Final topic of the night. Oh. Not the phobismus yet. Calm down. Okay. Calm down. But I guarantee you, you guys are going to like this one tonight. I'm going to I'm going to explain to you why you should be offended over this incredibly mundane object that you see every day. Uh-oh. Every day you see this object. And now you're going to understand why you should be offended by it. But before we get to that, let's move into uh, what's going on with this uh, Venus Gillette thing here. This here, we'll just uh, show the people who haven't seen this yet what the world is going on. Okay, so I had shared this on Facebook, and I thought to myself, okay, I, I understand where where Gillette is coming from with this ad. I understand the target audience in which they're trying to approach, and, you know, this whole gimmick of, you know, it's accept people for who they are and love yourself and all this jazz. And I'm thinking, now, this is just merely my thoughts on this. Nope, I'm not. I wouldn't expect. I'd rather you just give me. <laughs> give, you give me my thoughts on this subject. I, th- I think it's awesome that it shows that she's happy, she's carefree. But I have a problem here. I have a problem with the fact that we're celebrating obesity. That's not okay. And this is not fat oh, shaming. Oh, um, let's not this forget is... about our podcast audience for just a minute. But, but oh, what we're talking about, okay, if you're not sorry. familiar with this, is <laughs> Gillette Venus ad campaign features obese and trans models. Uh, the Gillette's new Gillette Venus advertisement campaign features morbidity, obe- morbidly obese women and transgender models. The company claims, quote, all types of beautiful skin deserves to be shown, end quote, but it has experienced resistance and bri- widespread mockery on social media. And one of the models, um, you know, I, like uh, incredibly, incredibly obese. Um, I, th- I think morbid obesity is about 200 pounds less than this. OK, this is an incredibly large woman. And I, like you said, I don't have a problem with the woman mm, herself being no. happy. If she wants to be out on the beach wearing that, more power to her. It's 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 the fact that we're uh, glamorizing uh, this 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 idea of being obese. It should be. I, I don't. I I think it's giving people the wrong idea. If if you're looking at this and going, hey, she looks really happy. I should shave with those razors. Uh, that's one thing. Well, then people but, kind of come back like, well, then what kind of person should we show? And I'm thinking to myself, well, you can show anybody that you want to show. But I think what happens here is that you're celebrating, like I said before uh, we were talking about, you know, the whole podcast thing was 
I, I don't know. It, it really depends on who's looking at this photo. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's let's take this back from a 50-foot range here and, and let's focus in on this. Now, if I'm a person that is obese or of this stature, I would say, well, that's cool to finally see somebody that's the same size as me getting some recognition or being displayed on social media or whatever. The problem I have with this is that we're celebrating that it's okay to be this large. I have a real problem with that. I'm a big guy. I know that I could probably stand to lose some weight. You know, I often hear people talk about, well, they struggle with weight loss, this, that, and the other, thyroid issues, yeah, all whatever. Many, many right, right, right. issues but, that come with it. You know, and I tell people, my, and I have to rebuttal with the fact that my sister struggled with weight issues for years, mm-hmm. but she finally decided to get the, I guess, the, not really the courage, but motivation. just the motivation to mm-hmm. get her ass into the gym. Yeah. And she did it the hard way. And that's the problem is that people don't want to get off their lazy asses and, and lose the weight. You know, I mean, it requires effort. So I, I, I don't, I mean, when I was reading the comments in themselves, I'm thinking, you know, we're experiencing this third wave of feminism that's going on in the country. And you go down and you drop into the comments, you got other women. Oh, yeah. It, it's like well, destroying her. Me, and I'm thinking they're eating their own. Let but me yet, read this before we get to oh, those real quick. <laughs> so so uh, in a comment from Gillette, they said, Venus is committed to representing beautiful women of all shapes, sizes, and skin types because all types of beautiful skin deserve to be shown. So they're saying this is this is beautiful. Okay. It's not. I'm sorry. It's, it's just it's not beautiful. It's disgusting. It's appalling. That, that woman has some issues and she needs help. She's struggling with some shit and she needs help. Um, I mean, if, if you're going to tell me she's happy being that way, she wouldn't rather be much healthier and able to breathe when she stands up and walks. Like, But people you're, are going to, people me listening to this are going to think that we're, I don't even know what that is. Don't, I don't really care what people think. Like, I, I if don't you either. think that that's okay, it's you're, not, an, ass, you're, I think you're we, an asshole we, we and you're blind. We need to stop pretending that this is okay. Yeah. That is the problem, is that people want to glorify this as, oh, good for her. No, people, you're talking about diabetes. You're talking about high blood pressure. You're talking about high risk of, of heart attacks here. This is not okay. Yeah, some Somebody responded. Somebody responded. Diabetes is a medical narrative and a social construct. <laughs> but but you know it, it's just okay. I, I, I don't uh, understand I, this. Th- this comment I like. I like. Uh, I think this is the one. Yeah, ninety nine percent sure the woman in this photo is on antidepressant and or statins. I have several loved ones who are obese. I'm all for making people feel comfortable on their skin, but let's not glamorize obesity, please. Yes. It is not healthy. No. Supportive is fine. Encouragement is cruel. Wow, that's powerful right there supportive is fine encouragement is cruel yeah absolutely because that's like saying oh you there's no problem okay you're kelly fine. eat all you want when you get bigger i'll i'll still be supportive no i'm it's, not going to tell my daughter said, uh, that this is okay they said my uncle died from diabetes complicated by him being obese please don't promote unhealthy lifestyles and pretend this is beautiful but what I think what people need to understand is is that we're not de- we're not degrading this individual. We're not degrading people who were obese. We just want people to be healthy. You know, I can stand to to lose a few pounds. I can stand to quit smoking for for health reasons. You know, I mean, it, it falls along the lines of the same issues that we all deal with with something. You know, and and that's what needs to be understood is that we can't sit here and promote that things are that things that are unhealthy are okay and should be accepted because that's not the case. It's like it's almost as if we've gone backwards with this. 
Yeah. You know, and it doesn't make any sense. So somebody said on Twitter, y'all assholes don't care for this woman's health. I doubt you even know how much about the subject. Or sorry, I doubt y'all even know much about the subject. Y'all just don't like to look at her. Turn the other way. She deserves respect. Bodies like this exist. Of course they exist because of very specific decisions that some people make. A lot of very specific decisions that this woman has made throughout her life to not get up and move, exercise, to not eat right, to sit around and and be, uh, what's what's the word, Um, when you're just sitting around all the time? Lazy? Well, yeah, that too. There's a word Unmotivated. for it. Unmotivated? There's a word for it. I'm just, I'm, I'm brain farting on it. Yeah. So you sent me a link. Oh, hang on a minute. Uh, I think this was, yeah, this was something I wanted to say here about it. Oh yeah. This was another picture of her from her uh, Instagram. She's standing in the middle of New York Times. This is from the lady who actually did this. Uh, Yesterday, I did the scariest thing I've done in my 30 plus years. I stood in Times Square in a bikini and posed for a photo shoot. In the beginning, I felt really overwhelmed. Well, those overwhelming emotions, honey, are trying to tell you something. Oops. Did not mean to click that. Okay, not because I was mocked, but because I was so extremely sexualized by a few men who were watching. That was so ironic to me that, uh, was that to the right of me were two nearly nude women covered only with body paint, and and, and no one felt the need to yell or scream what they wanted to do to their bodies, but to me, a plus woman in a swimsuit, the things that were said were so graphic it made me sick to my stomach. One man said he felt justifiable in saying uh, what he did because, quote, plus women don't know they're fuckable, I'm assuming. Let me be very clear here. A plus side woman's worth or any one woman's worth for that matter is not contingent on someone wanting to have sex with them. Uh, well, okay, that I, I agree with that. Well, this, that's absolutely this true. This, 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 this doesn't have anything to do with sex. No, you know, well, and I meant that. I mean, is, I mean, the way the, the, the itself, comment that guy right. was saying was just saying, yeah, you know, some 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 guys are turned on by this. So let's let's not act I, like. Well, no, I'm just. But you, yeah, like okay, you said, it's not about to sex. each their own, but it's not about sex. We're talking about a, a a lifestyle that in which you are living is not healthy. You know, I think that's what people need to understand is is that we're not we're not fat shaming here. We're we're highly concerned about people who are of this size that need to get their asses into the gym and lose some weight before you die of some kind of heart attack or diabetes or whatever the yeah, case a, might a lot, be. A lot of times, I've, I've heard this many times, there's a lot of women who gain all that weight are, they, they kind of do it subconsciously as a protection mechanism to make it so people aren't turned on by them. It's almost like uh, I hear stories time after time about them well, being molested as kids and putting on the extra weight makes them less desirable, so they're less likely to get molested. And but you're, it's jeopard, not that, you're jeopardizing well, your health. No, so no, I don't think that they're. they're it's not a, a a conscious decision. It's kind of a depression related, uh, self defense mechanism that right. it's, yeah, they no, don't realize I understand they're. That, yeah, yeah, and 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 there's a lot. So I'm not saying I don't know anything about this woman, but mm-hmm. it you know it's very possible there's some past issues in her, in her, that she has to deal with that she's not dealt with that clearly she's not dealt with something well and i think that's what we have to remember too is is that everybody struggles with something we don't know the history behind this woman we don't know the history behind the woman at, you know doing the photo shoot in times square on the yeah. beach whatever we don't know the history it could be for medical reasons you know but all i'm saying is is that there has to be something done about people who are overweight yeah, I guess I guess uh, I, I I forgot about Gabe, the fat samurai. Um, he's been hanging out in the comments today. Right. Uh, he says he's a 526 pound man. Yes, he's a very very big yeah. boy. He says he's lumpy in all the wrong places. I'm out of shape and not happy. I'm doing what I can to lose weight. 
And and then in all caps, there is nothing beautiful about being this fat. Okay, so with him saying that, we know that he's 526 pounds. Right. I'm not fat shaming him as a person. I want this man, and I would always encourage him. Hey, man, when he posted on Twitter about I think going for a walk or something. Yeah, yeah, he was really excited about. I being was able like to, yeah. excited for him. Like absolutely, he, he's doing something about this. I have more excitement for people that understand that there is a a true health risk factor here mm-hmm. and he's taking the initiative to go out there and do something about it i get more pumped by that because i want him around longer i can't I, and i know it sounds crazy because i don't even know the guy but i care about him I, I i want people to be around long enough to enjoy their kids their grandkids yeah. and you know all the things that we want to have in life but you can't do that at that weight because you, you are now running in a, da- a very dangerous area when it comes with weight and, and there's so many risk factors here, you know, I just want people to be able to, to enjoy things in life. If you're that big, you can't ride a roller coaster. I want you to ride a roller coaster. I'm not riding a fucking roller coaster. But, you know what I mean? You, ha- <laughs> I mean, there, there's restrictions to that. You know right, what I'm right, saying? So right. I want people to enjoy life. And unfortunately, when you become that big, you're not able to. And I just, I really just want people to live long enough to experience, you know, grandkids and, and, you know, a good place in life. That's it. You know. So, as a clarification on Tim's statement from earlier um, that I wasn't sure about, he said it may. He said it may be statistically insignificant at point zero zero two percent of the population, but if it happens to your child, then it's very significant. Talking about autism from vaccinations. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally get it on the individual level. Yes, but when we're talking about you know uh, public health concerns and what we should be you know, the all knowing government, what we should be doing to help the population. Um, I'm not going to make my decisions off of It was actually what point zero 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 three. Yeah. Less than point zero zero two. It's like way, way, way. Like what's that? 10 thousandths or a thousandths of a percent. Yeah. I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna make my decisions on that. Um, so he, he also, uh, on the last subject here, let me make sure I get this here. Uh, Tim says, I think, a lot of times with extremely obese people, it's a mental problem from something traumatic in their past, usually failed relationship. Tim, I swear to God, if you don't learn where the damn period key is, I'm going to reach the screen and whoop your ass. Like, this, is, this is a chore, homie. This is a chore. All right. I, I get what you're saying. Okay, Pat, uh, usually failed relationships in there also is some uh, some people that are just medically ill. Like, I'm not sure. If, well, that's what we were talking about. Yeah, it's yeah. hypothyroidism or, or maybe He was probably else. typing that as we were discussing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not a doctor either. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, wow. Um. So, uh, and Gabe hopped back in here. He said, it's going to be about $2,000, but we're going to get my thyroid checked and use a dietitian. I also want a job and play my drums again. I'm a happy man, but I'm not happy with my weight. Yeah. I, I, I where, would love to be able to, dude, I would love to be able to see you uh, like contributing in, yes. in ways like that, being able to do the things that you want to do, being able to support yourself with a job. Because you know what somebody, we ought to do? We, we need a challenges, man. We need to come up with some kind of challenge. For this man to drop some weight, I don't, I don't, I don't care what it is. I don't, I don't care what we have to do. You know, I, I want to see, I want to see him do something. Well, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what something we can do is, um, Gabe, if you will set up a GoFundMe for that two thousand dollars, you're going to need to get your thyroid checked. Yeah. Um, let us know about it, and we will promote it on our show over the next month or so on every episode, and we'll we'll see what we can do to help you get that get that uh, funded. I know I know what your situation is. I don't, I'm not going to say all your business here on on the uh, live stream, but but we, if we have we, the opportunity, we would, be, we would be glad to do something to help you out. Like 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 if like I said, if 
or like like he said, if if you're willing to do something to help yourself, we're willing to help you do something to help you. Does that make sense? Right, <laughs> and, and that doesn't just go for Gabe. That goes for anybody. You know, if there's something that you struggle with that you, that you want us to talk about, or you know, in his situation, we would we would be more than happy to set up a GoFundMe to to help pay for this. You know, I, I will contribute as much as I can, but. The end result here is to know that if he gets this done, I want the man to start living a very healthy and happy life and to do whatever it is that he needs to do to make sure that that happens. Because I like I like to see people stick around for a while, right, right. you know, and of course, as I say that, I'm being a little bit hypocritical here because I'm a smoker. And as a smoker, I, I know what I'm doing to my body and I, and I should probably quit. Well, I'll tell you. So there's I, the challenge. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Um, that's something I, I'm actually working with Brett Siegel from the Disgruntled uh, USA channel. Right. Um we're, we're, we're challenging each other and keeping each other accountable. Um, my goal is to stop eating snacks out of the snack machine every day. Like (laughs) I, I, I am so weak for those little, those little apple pies out of the snack machine every day. Right. And when I'm at work, I just don't give a crap. I just, I just end up buying it. I'm not even hungry. I'm just bored and I eat it and I eat it. So I'm trying to do intermittent fasting where I only eat during a four hour segment of the day. I, I, I skip meals for 20 hours. I will. And then I'll, I'll eat during a four, four-hour segment yeah. well it, it, by eating that snack it ruins that and it makes it an eight-hour segment instead of a four-hour segment so brett he is trying to go to the gym uh, x amount of times a week my goal is to not eat those so that's a little things we're just keeping each other accountable through text just back and forth hey how you doing that kind of thing so that, you, and that yeah. that goes back to supporting people as individuals and what they're trying to do all right well um Okay, so yeah, so Tim says, uh, just so you guys know, I'm overweight and stand about six foot three, about 290 pounds or so. He's in the gym and something about CrossFit, this damn camera. I, I, I like the spot because it helps us with our seating, but it blocked my blocked my my view a little bit. I mean, he's just started CrossFit today. Congratulations, Tim. That's awesome. And uh, Gabe says, my mom refuses to take donations, but I appreciate it. I come from a family that does not take donations. Well, it, it, I okay, truly appreciate that's, it. that's fine, but you don't have much of a choice. <laughs> well, I mean, we're, we're acting as government now. No, <laughs> see, see, that's, that's the thing that, you know, you can't let your pride get in the way, man. If, if people are willing to help you, it's, it's, it's not, it's not like, it's not I, taking. It's trust it like, me. We, like, I come from a background of you. You do a lot of this stuff yeah. and you really enjoy it. Like yeah. it make it makes you feel good. It helps somebody everybody's happy like like we would never feel like you owed us anything at all if that's the problem and, and if it's your mom who's refusing to take donations but you're okay with it look you're you're grown up enough you could do it on your own yeah. man you don't have to go through your mom that's well, not cool we're running out of time all right so i snack on meatballs <laughs> that's meatballs are delicious <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a, this has been a rather awesome episode so far. I've, I've really I love the interaction with people. Yeah, th- this, this is know? this is my favorite thing. So, I mean, you guys hop in here every week seven seven p.m. Central and come chat with us. We we like actually having the back and forth, and and it kind of helps keep us on track. Make sure we're being clear about what we're saying. We're yeah. trying to be, we're trying to be fair. We're we're not trying to just be you know we're we're right wing or we're left wing and la 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 you know all that bullshit. Yeah. We we want to have a nice balanced view and an open discussion about difficult subjects. And and yep. these these are some definite difficult subjects, but. As we wrap up tonight, I want to share with you. Oh no, you weren't supposed to see that. Oh, okay. I, I want to share with you guys our favorite segment of the show: the, the Phobismus. 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 That was awesome. Phobismus. 
All right, and today y'all didn't see that, but we did a very gay high five. Yeah, it was so cool. <laughs> yeah, that just like everything rolled smooth, and then we ruin it with commentary about it. So we're trying to. We suck at this. If you're not familiar with our phobismus section, we do at the end of every week's show. We basically take the the word phobism and ist, and we've mashed them all together into one phobismus. brand new profession called the phobismists it's 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 a it's a job anybody can do it's yeah. it, you know it's it's a it's a thankless profession but what our job is is to tell you how you should be offended by everything tonight's something is taillights oh i got a million and one things to go with this one a million and one ah uh, yeah groovy. we'll start with one <laughs> well okay well so basically the goal for tonight and and feel free to participate in the comment section as well and tell us as a budding phobismist you are, why we should be offended by taillights. What do you got? I'm offended because, well, I wouldn't say it. I can't say that it's, well, yeah, I guess offended because I think of people who brake check. Oh, I can't stand that shit. Brake, oh, <laughs> when you oh, get too close and they brake yes. check? Well, that that's the people driving. I'm talking about the brake light itself. Yeah, it means stop. Yeah. I don't want to stop. If you're brake checking me, I want it to be green so I can just ram it up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So so one one reason I I have a couple. Make sure I get this right. Yeah. One, one reason that Educate. I thought that taillights were rather offensive is because they do kind of represent a microaggression of sorts. They kind of give you that evil look, you know, with the well, red eyes. And, that's true. That's true. Uh, you know, like... Bitch, I'm gonna slam on my brakes. It ain't gonna be nothing you can do about it. Well, they 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 no they they represent a microaggression. They're in a way telling you what to do. They're yeah, you like, better stop. They're like the oppressive government just saying, stop. Collaborate and listen. And if you don't stop, bad shit will happen. Right. And I don't like that. I would rather that the, these taillights ask me nicely, give me a choice in the matter. And then maybe if I feel like stopping, I will. So you know maybe use instead of red lights, we'll use yellow lights. No, more like <laughs> proceed with caution. I was thinking more like you know <laughs> when when the operator steps on the brake pedal, yeah. it comes up with a little marquee that says, "Excuse me, sir, I'm about to, I'm I'm thinking about stopping. I would appreciate if you would stop too. Is that okay with you?" And then I'm like typing on my phone, "Yes." Oh because, yeah, that's something you want to do when you're driving. Because, Let's because, type on your phone because it's super safe. <laughs> it's super safe to read a marquee on the back of somebody's car while texting yes to them. <laughs> Not only we're breaking laws, but we're people, you know, putting people's lives in jeopardy. <laughs> so this gets this gets even deeper. This gets even deeper. You know, there's not only the microaggression angle on this, but there's also the aspect that we call them tail lights. Which what else do we call tail? Women. <laughs> Women. We're going out and getting some pussies. So just to just to have tail lights or women lights or pussy lights, as yeah. as some of us, you know, in the know, you know, <laughs> Poot- they're they're clearly sexist. Yeah. I mean, these are pussy lights. These things are just, you know, enhancing the male stereotype, the toxic masculinity in our world yeah. that makes men want to go out and just get some tail. Grab them by the pussy. Yeah. So grab them by the tail lights. Grab so, them by the tail lights. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody ah. nobody said anything yet, but I do have yet a third layer to this. This Uh-oh. gets deep, homie. This is where okay. I, this is where I did Bring my it. Yeah, this is where I did my research on this. So check this shit out. So the inventor of the what's called the third brake light was John Vovodsky, a psychologist, was the first person to introduce the third brake light in 1954. And in 1986, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration made the third brake lights in cars mandatory here in the United States and Canada. Now, guess what? Not only are we being told what to do, but we're being told what to do by a A white man. A white man. White man. 
Yeah. That's white man telling us what to do. White man telling us what to do. Well. Yeah. And naming them taillights. <laughs> but um bump. <laughs> we're finished. All right. So anyway, oh, we so if you fun. guys en- if you guys enjoyed hanging out with us tonight, and if and if you actually if you want to be a guest on the show, we 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 love having actual faces to talk to as well. Be sure to head over to unframeofmind.com and tell us what you want to talk about. We'll be glad to have you. And there you go. Yeah. There's the website. There's the website. Uncomfortable conversation with a condom. Yep. So yeah, that's uh, where you can find all of our shit. And if you prefer to use a condom, we're not the guys for you. I promise. And and, and we're 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 on all these different streaming platforms now. Yeah. We're on all these public different radio podcasting. iHeartRadio. Radio. Radio Public. Or Radio yeah. Public. And we're, yeah, we're on all these different platforms. <laughs> so like I said, if you don't want to sit there and watch the video, I totally understand. I don't tend to watch a lot of videos, long form videos like this myself. I, I consume all my content through podcast. Yeah, and if you're driving, if you got an hour driving, drive, yeah, plug it in, yeah. listen to us. Bring up your podcast and app, pop in Unframe of Mind, maybe give us a rate and review, tell us, you know, let people know about the yeah. show. That's the only way we're going to grow is with you guys. Well, we're growing, but I don't think people <laughs> realize how, how much we have, yeah. yep. you know, and if you go back on our YouTube channel, there's plenty of content there as well from the past and when Lee was on the show and I miss Lee Lee. He'll be back. I miss Lee Lee. He'll be back. He can't stay away. And if right, y'all. I, th- I appreciate y'all joining us for you this. Cut me off. Oh, sorry. I was trying to wrap it up. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You finished? High five. Five. <laughs> <laughs>